TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Score North first place twin show live from Bumpasota, the land of 10,000 rakes where the magic number is 29. Rami Makloff, Derek Wetmore live from the Minnesota State Fair off of Chambers Street on the left edge of the grandstand. Stop on out and say hi. Score North out here all day long from noon until 6 throughout the fair. You can stop by, like I said, off Chambers Street, left edge of the grandstand. You can stop by, check out our merchandise booth, which is open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily. Show us that Score North mobile app on your mobile device and get a $5 T-shirt. Lots to get to between now and 1 o'clock. Derek, I mentioned at the top of the show, magic number is still 29. Twins didn't play yesterday. The Indians didn't play yesterday, but we do have an update on the on the AL Central standings. Did you hear the latest in the AL Central? No, what's the uh, Kansas City Royals oh, have officially oh, been eliminated okay. from contention for an AL Central championship. I I actually only have a half a cup of coffee left, so I'm not going to pour one out for the Royals. Yeah, but I think we all saw it trending in this direction. We, can, we didn't do this for the Tigers. We can officially out count it, out right? the Tigers, yeah. and now we the did Royals. that one in spring training, yeah. Danny. <laughs> oh, and the Orioles have been eliminated from wild card contention. In oh. case you're wondering about the, about the wild card picture, I love baseball math. <laughs> <laughs> Their magic number has run up. The Royals are done in the AL Central. Still have a shot at the wild card, so uh, hang in there, Kansas City Royals fans. <laughs> Just uh, win like 30 in a row and you'll be in good but shape. We're here to focus on your Minnesota Twins who uh, start up a season with the White Sox tonight and uh, Derek, I know the Minnesota Twins and and the brass up there, they listen to the Score North first place Twins show. Oh, big time. Why wouldn't they? Huge fans. Um, but they did not take your advice that you gave out for free yesterday, by the way. Totally free, whether you're listening to us live on 1500, wherever you download podcasts, or on the uh, Score North mobile app. Totally free advice from Derek Wetmore <laughs> for Derek Valvey, Thad Levine, and the powers that be with the Minnesota Twins. You said throw in uh, an extra starter and not skip Jose Barrios or anybody else in the rotation, but with the off days, you just sort of push everybody back from now until rosters expand in September, and then it should be easy to do that again come September if you guys still need a little bit of rest. That is not what they are doing, though. Well, I I guess they haven't painted themselves in that corner yet, but I saw on the unofficial, unofficial, MLB probable pitchers page, yes. just MLB.com, and then it's, sometimes it's someone projecting it out, and then they'll go plug in the starters once the team actually announces it. The, the Twins, I haven't seen anything from them saying this, but if they go the way that the probable pitchers are lined up right now, it's Michael Pineda tonight versus Lucas Giolito. That'll be a fun one. Then Jake Odorizzi, then Jose Barrios, and I'm advocating for not skipping Barrios, but he's not making that start. If I'm writing out the starting rotation, that's going to be somebody from your group of Devin Smeltzer or Zach Littell, Cole Stewart, Lewis Thorpe, whatever. One of the arms, Randy Dobnak, one of the arms that you trust to pitch and get big leagues, big, big leaguers out is just going to start that game and you'll finish it off however you can. I don't think it's punting. I think it's the optimal strategy to get Jose back on track and get him ready to rock for this stretch run. However, 
The Twins' probables right now, it's unofficial, so let's not hammer them. But they're not uh, seeming like they're going to take my advice on that. So, And again, it's disappointing. just to Ronnie. be clear, you're not advocating for skipping Jose Barrios in the rotation, just pushing him back one day. Yeah, just make him better. He is better when he pitches on six days rest or more. The better that you can put him in a spot to succeed, obviously the better he's going to perform for you. So I guess I, I got a little bit of pushback on that, well, is Devin Smeltzer as good as Jose Barrios? I'm like, when they're both at their best, no. But... Is there anybody arguing right now that Jose Barrios looks like he's at his best? Jose that Barrios he's pitching has at peak Barrios? An 8-plus ERA in the month of August and a whip almost at 2. And, and he's better than that is right. my point. Right. So, so to get the best out of your best pitcher and to do what's right by your team in your starting rotation, I think that the Twins should skip, not skip that start, but move him back. If it was me, Barrios is not starting against the White Sox this series. You're going to fill somebody else in that spot, and he'll just move back and pitch against the Tigers. And I agree with you. I would, I would do it. And we don't, again, we don't know that they're not going to do it. These are unofficial starters for that series. But as of right now, Jose Barrios penciled in. They have an eraser on the back end of that pencil, but penciled in for the uh, Thursday start and the finale of this series against the White Sox. How worried are you about uh, Giolito tonight after what he did to, to the Twins just last week? Well, you got to be. you got to be worried. I think anytime you see a pitcher a second time, I do think some hitters take advantage of that. But, again, smart pitchers and smart catchers and advanced teams, you know, the people behind the scenes that are setting you up and doing your series prep and helping you get the book on these guys – they get advantages at two after seeing how, how does Nelson Cruz appro- approach Lucas Giolito. Right. Okay, well, here's what we could do. Here are some weaknesses in his swing that we can try to exploit. So that's the age-old baseball question, Rami and Manny, is how, how does a second start against a team affect you? Is it advantage hitter? Is it advantage pitcher? I think it depends on the person. I think uh, Nelson Cruz is probably going to pick up a thing or two from having seen what he does, what Giolito does to approach the Twins. The flip side's also true, though. So call that a wash. To answer your question, are you nervous? Yeah, you got to be. I, I think that the Twins can win games two and three of this series. It's not written in pen, but I'm writing in my pencil. Win-win. Uh, but... Game one is pivotal, and it and it changes how you feel about things, too. I think if you beat Lucas Giolito tonight, Rami, you sleep a lot easier, and then the rest of the series kind of unfolds from there. And they and they know they're capable of hitting Giolito, because the last time sure. they faced him in Chicago, they pounded him pretty good. Yeah, I'll pull about, up about his, a month uh, or so ago. his game logs would be pretty interesting against the yeah. Twins. Yeah, so, I mean, they he dazzled them last week at Target Field, but the last time they faced him in Chicago, they knocked him around pretty good. I think they had three or four home runs off of him. So they know they're capable of hitting him. It's just a matter of what version of what version of him you get tonight and can you take advantage of any mistakes that he may make. Last outing was at Target Field. That was the, the latest start, and it's the one you're talking about here, Rami. The three-hit shutout when he went nine innings. We were on the air when he started, and we were like, huh, Giolito looks pretty good today. <laughs> By the time we came back for uh, the next show the next day, yeah, we saw the result of what happened. He had... Untouchable stuff, and I mean, the Twins he didn't made him touch look it. Silly, it, yeah. For, and yeah. for nine innings, he finished what he started, so that doesn't happen a lot anymore. But to Manny's point, a month earlier, July twenty fifth, this was that start in Chicago. You remember that the Twins won that game ten to three. Giolito lasted five innings, gave up seven hits and seven earned runs, walked two batters, and I believe Manny had the number exactly correct. 
four bombas that night uh, for the Twins off of Lucas Giolito. That was a it was a pretty impressive night for the bats. Um, Nelson Cruz had three of them, so that almost doesn't count. And Max Kepler Ooh. got one, but that is what I'm talking about with Nelson Cruz understanding an approach. He's he's so. Like, he's strong and he's athletic, and all of these things are true. He's got a beautiful swing. But one of the things that sets Nelson Cruz apart, in my book, just having seen him this year and been around him a little bit, is how wise he is about the game and what hitters are trying to do and and what his swing is designed to do. And he's just really good at taking the weapons that he has and deploying them. So if he could hit three bombas tonight, guys, I think you'd be feeling a little bit better about the Twins' chances against an ace like Giolito. And I don't know what, what Cruz's actual box score was uh, in that in that last start against Giolito last week. but One for four. One for, but he, ma- he made hard contact at least at least a couple of times in that game. He didn't seem like he was... He wasn't one of the guys who was made to look foolish by Giolito that day. He... Did you say he had a couple of strikeouts in that game? A couple of strikeouts, Manny? yep. But had the one hit, and I think his other out was was a hard-hit baseball. So Nelson Cruz not often is going to be made to look silly. That's not that's not necessarily the guy I'm worried about when we talk about what Lucas Giolito could, could potentially do to the Twins tonight or did last time that these two teams faced. But he, like I said, he really, really made this Twins lineup look bad. Not just... Not just had a good de- had a good game. He made them look bad for nine innings. Rami, you've been on both sides of uh, baseball fanhood. Yes, following a team trudging towards a hundred losses or ninety losses, and a team that got to the pinnacle and won the World Series. Is there anything to the mentality of a team, or maybe maybe even just a fan base? I'm curious to play spoiler in late August and September. I mean, I, as a fan, no, you don't care. No, I never, never. I wonder did if Giolito cares. Me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he has proven that he belongs in this upper echelon. Right. Not all of his teammates have proven that. And when you're an all-star and you can influence the game as much as a starting pitcher can, I'm just I guess I'm curious to know if he's just sort of, you know, ties his spikes a little bit tighter on nights he faces lineups like the Twins and says, "I'll show you." Yeah, I mean, as as the player, as the competitor, I think regardless of where I mean, where you're at in your season, even if you're not really playing for anything, you try and find some sort of motivation, something to, to kick you in the butt when you get up in the morning or walk to that mound. So I imagine that players, they 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 buy into that line of thinking. Some of them do at least. That might be how a part of that White Sox locker room is getting themselves up for every game every day. But I don't know that it's necessary. As a fan, I don't care. Okay. That's fair. I mean, do you, Manny, Derek, do you guys care? Does it does it make you feel any better when the Twins or anybody else is able to play spoiler in a season that's basically over? Well, I haven't been a fan of the Twins, and like when they were trudging towards 99 losses three years in a row, it's like at, as, a, as a writer, as a reporter, as somebody who would love to have joined Mackie and Judd all of the time to talk about the Twins, by September in a 99-loss season, they're uh, finding other segments to skip you with. And I, now I know how Matt Damon feels on late-night talk shows when he gets bumped <laughs> all the time. Uh, <laughs> with apologies to Derek Wetmore, we're not going to talk about the Twins on September 15th. So it was, it was, uh, it was like disappointing objectively, right? You just want to talk more about baseball and more about the Twins, and it was basically like we'll see in Fort Myers type of situation. So, no, I didn't get up for 
for beating the world beaters. You know, when the Astros came to town and they were just going to clean up for for three games, and the only question was, what's the run differential? Not can you steal a game? That w- that wasn't really that much fun. Um, I don't know if you felt any differently about it, Manny. Or going well, back even like even more than the past five years. Yeah, I mean, I, I as far as like playing spoiler, the team playing spoiler in pro sports, it doesn't really, it, it's never really mattered that much to me unless it's like a, a a rival or something like that. Like when I was a kid, you know, I cheered for the Vikings, and if they won a game that hurt the Packers' chances of advancing or something like oh, that, there, there are weren't, certain teams. There weren't. There yeah, weren't there, I'm very not gonna many. lie. There are certain teams. Sure, too. I do. I do take some joy in spoiling if you can, for sure. But I but I think it's more you know, with, with college athletics, that's kind of more where, where I where I sort of embrace that whole thing of, you know, playing spoiler for a team like if the Gophers are playing the Badgers and you know, if the Gophers beat the Badgers late in the season it, it hurts their chances of going to a better bowl game or something like that. You know what I mean? That's that's kind of something that I would cheer for, but outside of that it doesn't really the whole playing spoiler thing doesn't really do a whole lot for me. But I think players probably use that as a motivator. I mean, sure. I, I can't get in their heads, and it's probably not to a man. Not every guy in a locker room when a season is over is looking But as a competitor, going, yeah. Yeah, I think individually guys might might dial that up if, if sure. they need something to get them to get them pumped up to run out onto the field on a given day. I, it's got to be a challenge at this time it of can't year, be I guess easy. is what I'm saying. No, that can't be easy, and people... I know there are people listening to us going, they make millions of dollars. Why doesn't that motivate them? Like, the millions don't make them not human. Right, right. And when you get to game 130 and you're 20 games under 500 or worse and are not playing for any postseason spot, it's got to be hard to get up the same motivation that you have for a game in April or a game where playoff spots are on the line in August and September. It's... That's just human nature. They can pay me as much as they want at the radio station, but if this was the Score North fourth, fourth place twin show, it would be tough to create the same vibe and have the same fun. And you're and, not here at the state fair with bass thumping from the skateboarder exhibit right across from us. Did you say even at the state fair, or did you say especially <laughs> at the state fair? No, it's 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 so much more fun when it's like, hey, this game matters. Baseball's eye is on your city today. Right. Not, not our city because they're not playing in our city. But you know what I mean. Like, the Twins are on MLB Network all the time. They're on ESPN. You see them on the front page of the crawl all the time. That wasn't happening in 2016. So, I, I don't know. I think that there is a difference from a from a human psychology standpoint that if I'm Giolito, I want to beat those guys because I want to be where they are. And I think the White Sox think they can be as early as next year right now. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure everybody in that clubhouse is exactly part of the answer, part of the solution to get them to where they want to be. So that's that's tough. It's a sticky wicket. I don't know how you could not have energy out here at the state fair. I mean, there is. It's a good point. There's electricity in the air and the smell of cookies. And, and we've been. It's especially the cookies that's giving foods. me energy right yeah. now. Yes, uh, but. We have another perfect weather day. Actually, I just have to. This is amazing. Get the train off the yeah. tracks I mean, real yesterday, quick. Yesterday, a little hiccup. 
Well, it was raining. <laughs> in terms That's of the fine. weather at okay. the fair, but, but besides rain for a couple hours, it wasn't Manny. Too bad. Besides rain, this has been the best weather year at the fair that I that I've experienced. Oh my God! That, and, and it's not even close. Uh, like, right? How this many is... times, Derek, have we been out here and it's just, just been sticky, scorching yes. and it's sweltering? <laughs> and it's yeah, no, this awful. is breezy and nice. And it's cool. too yeah. bad. Like Rami, watch Rami have like the perfect winter this year too. Like his first full <laughs> winter in Minnesota. I know you were in Milwaukee, so it's not going to be a crazy shock to you. But like you but, and Danny Cunningham coming to the market and then get this for the state fair? I uh, know, but I I know I already know Minnesota winter. That's because right. Because at while I was looking for apartments to move here, like every person who was showing me apartments was like, you know, you're picking a, a nice mild winter to move in. We barely had any snow at all. One lady at, at one apartment Minnesotans, that, by the one, way. <laughs> at one apartment that that I was being shown, you know, they have like these common areas with like barbecue grills or whatever that anybody can use. She goes, I actually saw somebody using the grill last week. I was like, awesome, sweet. And there's 36 inches of snow on the ground. Lucky me. No, there was no snow. She was right. She was telling the truth. The day I moved into my apartment, the polar vortex moved into Minneapolis. I kid you not. Back in January. The same exact, I moved into my house or into my apartment in the middle of a polar vortex. It was miserable. And then it stayed for like two months. It was we were getting snow dumped on us. It was like yep. minus eighty with the wind chill. I know Minnesota winter. It got here at the exact same time that I got here. <laughs> I know did, it. How did the pupper do with that? Oh, he doesn't care. Okay. I put his boots on, I put his coat on. He doesn't know what's he doesn't he doesn't care at all. Happy International Dog Day to you, by the way. That was yesterday, but thank you. Yeah, belated because I, I didn't know it. it was yesterday until Instagram told me for the next six hours after the show. Oh, <laughs> Twitter and Instagram was just delightful yesterday. It was Twitter, a fun Instagram, day. Instagram, full Facebook, of pups. all of them. They were just, all showing off their dogs. Just pups everywhere. And Ozzy? Was, Is was, that right? Yep. Osgood, but that's the that's the well, we're on a nickname right. basis. No, for sure. Yeah. yeah. His friends call him Ozzy, but <laughs> if you're annoyed by that, you probably unfollowed me yesterday. If you're like, I'm not on Twitter for dogs, like you unfollowed me yesterday for sure. No, Rami, I'm here for this. I was retweeting with reckless abandon. Nice. All the puppers. <laughs> All the pups. National Pupper Day, what are you gonna do? We're at the Minnesota State Fair. Like I said, we're off Chambers Street on the left edge of the grandstand. SD score north first place twins show live from Bombasota, the land of ten thousand rings. We spent this segment, or a good portion of it, talking about what the Twins' plans are for their starting rotation. The Indians have made a tweak to their starting rotation with an eye. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect your I gained seven pounds over the weekend. It's Score North, live from the Minnesota State Fair. Driven hard down the left field line. And gone! A rocket for Scope's 18th home run of the year. Rocket is the right word, Dick. That ball was scalded. That highlight, Kurt.
courtesy of Fox Sports North. This is the Score North first place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes where the magic number is 29. Live from the Minnesota State Fair just off Chambers Street on the left edge of the grandstand. Rami Makloff, Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. Score North live coming up at 1 o'clock. And uh, step on out here. Check out the Score North merchandise booth. Show us your Score North mobile app and receive a $5 t-shirt. Also modeling the all Arise t-shirt today for you out here at the State Fair is Derek Wetmore. Walk the runway for us, Derek, won't you? And uh, if you come on out here and buy one of those all Arise t-shirts. Wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, hang on. Arise. He's so much better at it than I am. <laughs> all proceeds will go to uh, Luis Arise's favorite charity, the Ronald McDonald House. So stop on out and grab uh, one of those shirts and help out a great cause and say hi while you're out. You know, Robbie? Arise. So good. That is literally the first time anyone's asked me to walk the runway, so thank you. No problem, dude. A very big boost to my self-confidence. I think and I you appreciate can do it. it. You're in good shape. I don't know. You've got a solid figure. Just- if, if I'm walking the runway out there where the sunshine is, I'm going to need some sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bring my bucket hat today. I was going to say, where is the bucket hat? Well, it's a baseball cap today. <laughs> didn't think it was going to be quite as sunny. It rained I, yesterday. The first day when you were out here with the with the bucket hat, I just yes. assumed that was an everyday thing while we're out here at the State Fair with your complexion. Well, we get coverage All in here, respect. so there's some shadows. We're yes. okay. Yes. We're okay. We're going to make it. Uh, I might need somebody to make a, like a pronto pub run for me or something. There's the too in- much sun on the way. The Indians are taking precautions so they don't get burned. Oh, hey, Manny, did you hear what he just did? Hey. <laughs> thank you. After, thank you, everybody just, uh, out here. He's here all week, folks. <laughs> Literally here all week. As the crowd starts to <laughs> gather, they heard there was a stand-up act on the Scorno stage. <laughs> oh, man. Those faces are not entertained out there. <laughs> uh, Zach Mizell, who uh, covers the Cleveland Indians for The Athletic, he uh, tweeted out today, early this morning, Sneaky move by the Indians. They bumped up Mike Clevenger to start Thursday against the Tigers. He'll now be on schedule to pitch the series finale against the Twins in Minnesota on September 8th and again versus the Twins later that week. So this was, I think, pretty obviously a move to uh, get Mike Clevenger two starts against a team who they're trying to overtake for the division lead rather than just one. Is this... Is this panic or a smart and measured move by the Cleveland Indians, Derek? It's both. It is a desperate act, uh, knowing that the more games you can steal against the Twins if you're Cleveland, the less pressure it puts on all the rest of your games. So having said that, I think it's a direct response to losing Jose Ramirez. We, we don't know how long he's going to be out, but he was playing again like MVP Ramirez and not like the guy who showed up for the first six weeks of the season, and we didn't even recognize him, but he took Jose Ramirez's jerseys and cleats. Mm -hmm. That guy is gone. MVP Ramirez had reappeared, the guy that we saw last year, and now he's down. Broke his hand bone on a swing, and I think he had surgery Monday, if I'm not mistaken. In any case, he's going to be out for for weeks and weeks. I, I don't know if he's even back before the regular season ends. So Cleveland is going to have to get by without one of their best weapons, easily one of their best players. And one way that you can do that or try to do that if you're the tribe is put up your best starters against the Twins and try to sweep those series. It's, how, it's much easier said than done, but that's what they're trying to do. How's that happen, by the way? 
How do you break a hammock bone just by swinging? I've never broken one, but then again, I've also never swung as hard as Jose Ramirez. Sure. So I don't know, you know, there are a number of hitters who've gone down with that over the years. Um, i trying to think there was a twin four or five years ago that broke a hammock bone and needed surgery. And I, and I know the big thing with it, the big concern is once you come back, does the power come back right, right. away, mm-hmm. right? Like we've seen with... I mean, C.J. Crone this year is not going to complain about it, but he's dealing with a thumb injury. Not the same hitter. He, right. he's, he's not the same guy. It's, your hands are vitally important. Does um, it affect your bat speed, too, when you come back? Is, your, is the bat speed just not as not well, as quick? Well, power is all in the speed of the bat, so sure. I guess I would assume that those things go together. I, but I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not a physicist or a doctor and, again, have never played Major League Baseball. I think it's important to put that... I know I, it could looks can be deceiving. People who guys. are out here watching, they're just, wondering. Jaws just dropped. They're when wondering. You said that. They see that and they're like, oh, yeah. "I haven't that guy played in the big right. leagues." No, I have not. Runway model and or professional <laughs> baseball player. In fact, I have not. Derek Whatmore here for Copper Tone Sunscreen. Uh, no, I, I have not, and I don't really know many how it impacts a swing, yeah. but. Suffice it to say, not only is this guy going to miss some time and that hurts their chances, yep. when he comes back, you have to have real questions about, is he MVP Ramirez still? So anyway, I mean, they're, to counter that, they're trying to make up for it. They're doing uh, differently than what I would suggest the Twins do right now, which is get your rotation as much rest as you possibly can, still making everybody start in turn, in line. But if you can put another day, another two days of rest in between, say... Jake Odorizzi's outings or Jose Barrios can have six days to rest, then then awesome, you're in a really good spot. Cleveland's hand is a little bit forced in basically saying, hey, Clev, we need you, and we need you to go out and pitch seven good innings so we can try to beat the Twins I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily their hand being forced. And if, if Jose Barrios was pitching like Jose Barrios, I'd be sitting here today, Derek, telling you the Twins should counter that move by doing the very same thing with their own ace and and try and make sure that he sees the Indians as many times as you can possibly have him see the Indians between now and the end of September and and try and lock this division up. I don't know if this is necessarily regular practice across of all of Major League Baseball, but I can tell you in terms of the a, a tight NL Central that that I've been covering and following it just with with fan interest for my whole life that at least the last few years when it was the Cubs and the Brewers battling it out they would always do that, and not even just not even just at the end of the season. They would do this going into the All Star break. Jose Quintana absolutely dominates the Brewers for the Chicago Cubs, and Joe Madden. I remember, I don't know if it was last year or the year before. He figured we have an All Star break coming up. I can I can extend Quintana a little bit and throw him on a little bit of short rest, and did just that so he could see the Brewers again and get that win against and what turned out to be a vital win late in the season against your direct head-to-head competitor and the Brewers would do the same thing with Zach Davies who had a good track record against the Cubs I think this is just normal practice when you're in a tight race for a division to try and because those games mean more in the standings literally you either gain a game or lose a game so they're essentially kind of worth two games there's no standing pat when you're playing head-to-head you want to throw your, you want to shoot your best bullets in those games and and try and make sure you give yourself the best chance to win. And that's exactly right. I, I don't think Jose Barrios on regular rest is the Twins' best bullet right now. Right. I think we see eye to eye on that. Right. That, yeah. Like I would push him back. I would have, let's say. And I agree with you. But if he was, that's right. That's Jose right. Barrios, who we saw earlier in the season, I'd be doing the same thing that the Indians are doing with Clevenger. So a couple of reasons why I wouldn't panic if I was the Twins right now. Actually, I can think of like four off the top of my head. 
one three and a half game lead. That's not for nothing. Right. I know mm-hmm. you've still got six games head to head, and that's fine. But three and a half games is not for nothing. You know, if, if you split with the Indians, I view the season as effectively over. The, the Indians are hoping to take five or six of those games to make the math work a little bit more in their favor. So that's one reason I wouldn't panic. But two is like you're probably knocking on the door here of getting Jose uh, Jose Brios, of getting Byron Buxton back into the lineup. In fact, I saw some tweets from people who cover the Cedar Rapids Colonels. Uh, Buxton is in the Colonels lineup tonight. So if you had your tickets and you were headed to Iowa to see Byron Buxton rehab game, never fear that he will be uh, shipped out to Chicago before tonight's game. However, the fact that they even had to put that out there, that they even had to announce that, makes me think, gosh, he's got to be really close. The Twins are going to, yeah, they'll play it safe. He'll get some at-bats and see how he responds the day after or whatever. But you got to think that Byron Buxton's really close. And that totally changes the math for me. It's huge. Lose Jose Ramirez if you're the Indians. Gain Byron Buxton if you're the Twins. That's a big swing, even over a month's time. So that's another reason I, I wouldn't panic, and I would I would definitely sit back on this one, and I would play the pay, play the patient approach. Hey, win this series. That's all that matters. The math of the standings, the head-to-head with the Indians, Mike Clevenger's rest schedule. That's not even on my mind right now if I'm the Twins. Just win your games. But I think the question of Barrios, though, and can he get back on track still still remains, though, right? Definitely. I mean, they have to figure out what is going on with him. If if they take your approach of giving him that extra day or two of rest in between starts, will that help him? Will they even do that? I mean, that's that's a question that they still have to answer. That's right. And I think if they don't, they're making a mistake. Uh, The the unofficial probables have come out, and Barrios is currently on the MLB.com schedule. He's currently scheduled to start Thursday, the finale against the White Sox. I think that's a mistake. I think that's too early. I think it's not enough rest. I think if you are trying to treat this like every game matters, every series matters, wins from here on out, they all count, I think you push him back another day rather than start him that Thursday finale. Did you do the math? Because I haven't. But if you did that, could that cost him a start? Ultimately, by the end of the season? I didn't play it out the okay. rest of the season, no. Right. But he's tracking towards 200 innings right now, 32, 33 starts. I don't care if it costs him a start. I, I think starting him right now, See, you I'm, get a lesser lesser version of him. Yeah, no, you're right about that. He's not He's not, He's not. not on his A game. Let's just say, let's, let's put it nicely and say, Jose Brios is not on his A game. That's fair. That's fair. Even that being said, I'm not comfortable enough in the lead just yet in the division, and I'm cut the brakes guy, but even that being said, I'm not quite comfortable enough in the lead in the division to 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 lose a Jose Barrio start. Because even in the form that he's in now, I still feel better sending him out to the mound than just about anybody else on the Twins pitching staff at this point. So you're cut the brakes guy, but maybe like hold a parachute out the window, try and get some air drag no, no, on I'm, the Bomba bus. You I'm, want to slow it down. You just don't want to physically have the brakes. I'm just not ready yet. Remember when I told you earlier in the season that at some point might just put a brake a, a break on the gas pedal? We were calling cinder block companies and, and get, get in the back and <laughs> throw back a few with you guys. Yeah, probably. Hop yeah. on the roof and oh, throw yeah. some meat on the propane grill that's Let's up there it. for some reason. Um, but <laughs> It's a safety hazard, but it's fun. We've cut the brakes. <laughs> We're worried about safety Talking hazards. About safety hazards. Exactly. This thing is not up to code. This is not street legal. All right. Okay. When but, you said that, I'm not quite at the point 
yet where I am ready to put the the the, the no. brake on the gas pedal and, no, no, no. and not worry about this thing. That's right. You you've got to be sitting in the driver's exactly. seat, Rami. In right. fact, there've been a number of times where I thought about tapping you on the shoulder and asking you to maybe take your rightful place in the back seat. You wanted to let Judd drive this thing, which is absolutely ridiculous. I realized after about three weeks that that was a mistake. We'd be stopping like every three miles. Yeah, like, like okay, oh, that light came on, and he's pulling off to the auto shop at the next <laughs> exit. It's like, no, just drive and see if it goes off. Exactly. <laughs> Check engine. What engine? Why? Exactly. Who cares? Let's Thank go. You. I'm glad you've come around to my way of thinking. Yeah, but Rami, you've been, you've been tapping some brakes here the last couple of weeks. Oh. I just wanted to let you know that you're on, like... I want to, probation's probably too strong of a word, but I'm watching you. I want to make sure you are grip it and rip it, guy, sitting in the front seat with a World Series attitude. Oh, I am. I just gotta. We gotta make sure that this thing gets to October, and then whatever, whatever happens in October happens. But we gotta make sure this thing gets to October. So I'm giving the rotation a little bit more rest. I'm not worried about Mike Clevenger moving to face the Twins twice. Heck, you could beat him in one of those games. Like he's not this, you know unbeatable ace this isn't this isn't uh you know he moved so therefore well nine innings of two hit shutout ball that's too bad mike clevenger is a great pitcher and you'd love to have him on your side and you don't want to face him but even facing the great aces in baseball it's not a it's not a 100 percent no proposition no i think the twins are in really good shape here they have to take care of what they've got to take care of how was that for a baseball cliche? Win one, one series at a, at a time. time. Uh, I'm oh, one series, series at a time. Okay. I right. can't be so granular as to focus on one game. <laughs> Win a series. One pitch at a time. <laughs> go go beat the White Sox two times. Go beat the Tigers two, <clears throat> preferably three times. And then you're feeling a lot better about where you're at. I'm not worried about what the Indians are doing. I'm not reacting to every little move they make. I view this as a panic move for Cleveland, moving Clevenger to face you. And I haven't looked at his numbers yet, but by and large, starting pitchers, especially as you get into August and September, their numbers are better the more rest you get. I just did the research for the Twins rotation, and that's true basically across the board. I, that, I included that in my column on scorenorth.com for why I would not start Jose Brios on Thursday, why I would wait because his numbers just get so, so much better, and it makes sense. If, if you're Cleveland, you're now going the opposite way. You're saying, hey, man, we know you're not going to be your best self, but 80% of your best self is, is, is pretty darn good, and we want that in the rotation as many times as possible. I, I wouldn't do that if I was the Twins. Cleveland's hand kind of forced right now. Did you say you have a column up at scorenorth.com? Sure do. Is it Twins Notes, the Byron Buxton effect? No, that is uh, Jake DePew column, which ah, is also very good. He wrote ah, about Byron Buxton's pending return. I just saw the return. headline. I didn't see the who. Jake the... Cave and some bullpenning stuff. It's a good column. You should check it out. Mine is the uh, does the rotation get a boost from a little rest or ah, something like that. Okay. You can I find it on scorenorth.com and the Score North and mobile app. And the Score North mobile app. It's there. I checked. That totally free Score North mobile app. Absolutely 100% free, where you can stream us live, get points for doing that, get rewards for those points. And if you show us the app at the Score North booth at the fair, $5 t-shirt. That's right. $5 t-shirt out here. If you want to, you can delete the app after. You shouldn't, but don't, you could. Don't do that. You could. No. I wish you wouldn't. It would be nice if you didn't. But. No, we don't need him to do that. Yeah. Why would you <laughs> even bring that up? You're fired here. Giving everybody all the information here. I'm open information guy. You do what you want with it. No. <laughs> That's not how we operate. <laughs> keep, keep the app, folks. Keep One thing app. we're not selling in the Score North, uh, what do we call it, that merch shop right around the corner yes, here yes. at the corner of Chamber Street and kind of by Dan Patch, 
just the left side of the grandstand by the Sweet Martha's house. Uh, one thing we're not selling is new brakes. Brake pads, rotor, nothing. No, it's, sir. There are no brakes here on the Bomba bus. You don't have to worry about that. If you're looking for those, you can find those somewhere else. Somebody else will sell you a set of brakes. Not sure that you need them, but if you do, you can't get them from us. So come out, get one of those T-shirts for 5 bucks. If you show us that Score North mobile app, and once again, the All Arise T-shirts are on sale out here. And all proceeds going to Luis Arise's favorite charity, the Ronald McDonald House. And if you don't want one after seeing how good Derek I, Wetmore I, looks I, in one, I, I just don't. I can't help you. I can't even. I can't help so if you. You're, if you're here I at mean, the fair seriously. in the live studio audience or if you're watching on Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook. Oh, that's right. We are streaming on Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook. Look yeah, at this guy. It's working. Look at that. So thousands of people are checking out the Luis Arise t-shirt right now. Come on out and get one. We're at the Minnesota State Fair just off Chamber Street on the left edge of the grandstand. It's the Score North first place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. Magic number 29. The Royals have been eliminated from contention. We're live from the Minnesota State Fair and back right after this on 1500 scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Arise. I sat on a tractor and a combine and ate chocolate bison. I think. It's Score North, live from the Minnesota State Fair. All right, it's Score North download time as we are out here at the great Minnesota get-together. It's 1243. I'm Manny Hill. What should the Twins do with their rotation? Should they follow Derek Wetmore's advice, give Jose Barrios an extra day off or two in between starts? Let us know. Tweet us at Score North. That's S-K-O-R North. Or tweet Derek at Derek Wetmore on Twitter. Let us know your thoughts on what the Twins should do to try and get the rotation back on track, uh, in particularly their number one pitcher. Let us know at S-K-O-R North. That's at Score North. Also, we are out here at the State Fair, of course, all the way through the week. We've got live programming all the way up until 6 o'clock today. We've got Score North Live coming up at 1 o'clock here after this uh, final segment of the Score North Twin Show. And uh, we've got uh, Purple Daily, and we've got Mackie and Judd with Rami. Live programming out here at the State Fair until 6 o'clock. That is your Score North download. Now back for one final segment of the Score North First Place Twin Show. Here is Rami McLaugh. Live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks, magic number 29. I'm along with Derek Wetmore, and uh, we are streaming live on Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook, as well as all your various broadcasting outlets, Score North Live. Coming up at 1 o'clock, we uh, mentioned before the break your column at scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Folks, you go and check that out. And Jake DePew has some uh, twin thoughts on the Score North column and the Score North mobile app. You can check that out as well. Twins notes, the Byron Buxton effect, Jake Cave heating up, and his bullpenning on the way. And I wanted to uh, talk about some of the items in, in this column. We, we talked about Byron Buxton. It looks like... His return is pretty close. The corresponding move with that, at least a few weeks ago, Derek, looked easy. You just sent J.K. back down because he didn't look like he was very good at baseball. And uh, Byron Buxton comes back well, up. Just sugarcoat him, why don't you? For the month of August, J.K. has been, I mean, on fire as good as... It's weird to say, but really almost as good as anybody in that in that Twins lineup and covering some ground in, in center field, filling in nicely for Byron Buxton can you just send this guy back down, or do you 
do you keep him up and, and ride the hot hand as long? Well, you will have 40-man roster expansion on September 1st, right? Sunday, yeah. Okay. Man, did you catch the number of that bus that just went by and plowed over Jake Cave <laughs> on the way to making a point and asking a question? Jeez. Unreal. Uh, yeah, no, he's been great for the Twins. Since he got back, August 3rd was his first date, and I'm on his baseball reference page right now, so you can pull up, actually, they have this cool tool where if you do the game logs, you can see you know how long has this hot streak been going or what. you know I can pick from August 3rd to today and tell you that right now, in about 50 plate appearances, Jake Cave is hitting 442. It's pretty good. With a 500 on-base percentage and some slug as well, 767, three bombas and five doubles. That's, uh, that's amazing. If Nelson Cruz wasn't on this roster, we would be talking about those as uh, incredible offensive stats. I don't know exactly, but right now I don't think your hand is really forced, guys. I actually think this is pretty easy. If Eddie Rosario is going to be down. If he goes on the I.L. that. You know, if he goes on the I.L. for Byron Buxton or even if he just misses a few days and is a little tender here for the rest of the season, I don't see why you would send Jake Cave out at this moment to to create a roster spot for Rosario. I mean, let's be honest, like. You can't project hot hand, and you can't say just because he's hitting well yesterday means he'll hit well today and tomorrow. But he's been a better hitter than Eddie Rosario, too. So, like, both of them sometimes make you raise an eyebrow defensively, but Jay Cave made a great play the other day coming into the game as a defensive sub. Took that what would have been a double, probably, and turned it into an out in the left field corner. I think Jay Cave stays on this roster right now, and I don't really see it as a, as a big problem, a big roster crunch. Doesn't it make sense to just put Eddie on the I.L.? I was just about to ask, what, do we know anything about Eddie Rosario yet? Last we heard was day-to-day, but still, ha- I mean, we haven't seen the lineup for tonight yet, but still hasn't started since tweaking that hamstring. I was there on Saturday, and the rumblings that I heard was day-to-day was being a little kind. That they said day-to-day on Friday, and that he wasn't going to play Saturday. He wasn't going to play Sunday. It's Like, day-to-day is like two or three days, and then sure. typically... The guy's back in the line. Do you think they were seeing, like, if we give him the weekend off and along with the Monday off day, day. maybe he's ready to go by Tuesday and you don't have to use an IL, you don't have to waste an IL stint or or be without Eddie Rosario unnecessarily? You're basically trading, like, do I want the roster spot or is it worth it to me to have five days of Eddie's bat in the lineup? And it depends. Like, the further this goes, obviously the easier it becomes. You just say, like, hey, retro to the last time he played and now he's going to miss three days. That's fine. This rest comes at a good time for him. Anyways, that's part of the math for me. It's like, you know what? You know who's going to be better for having missed 10 days right now? Eddie Rosario. Right. If, yeah. if you could give Jorge Polanco three, four days off, I'm sure he'd be feeling better. Too. Max Kepler, definitely. None of these guys are going to ask for the time off, but if there's an injury that sort of forces your hand, you can almost look at that as a, as a blessing in disguise. Because hamst- hamstrings are tricky. You man. don't want to mess with you don't, it. You do not want to mess around with those. And man. I think it was you, Rami, that said yesterday that, you can't, just like you can't tell Byron Buxton, hey, don't go crash into a wall ever. Dude, it's just not in his nature. It's how he plays the game. It's what yeah. makes him a, a gold glove center fielder. You can't tell Eddie Rosario, hey, don't, don't try to sniff a hustle double. Right. If you hit that ball that's like a little bit in the gap but doesn't run the gap, uh, the right fielder has to go pick it up, awkwardly turn, and makes an off-balance throw to second base. Rosario sees that as a double. He's just going to turn on the Jets and try to go. You can't exactly coach him to say hey why don't you just take it easy i'd rather have your bat there and then just run at 50 percent like you did when you were kids and say hey 
I'll hit. You be my ghosty runner, and you go. <laughs> you go do the bases. Can you do that in Major League Baseball? I will check with Commissioner Rob Manfred. But the last time I asked, that was not, not in the rule book. Runner? No. If, if you're ever Commissioner Rami, I want that in place. Ghost runner. Ghosty. <laughs> Can we put it on the back of the jersey that on will, Players that Weekend? That will not be on my agenda if I'm ever Commissioner. It won't be on top of your agenda. No, but it won't be. If on I'm going to be on your cabinet, Rami, we're getting this thing through. You're not in my cabinet. Okay, though. I'm right. sorry. The other thing that Jake brings up that I, that's okay, probably thought, for the best. I thought was intriguing, and it's it's not the first time it's been brought up. I think we've talked about it before here on the show, but the possibility of bullpenning a game or two. Sure. And Jake brings up that there are a lot of arms likely on the way: Bruce Dargradrall, Jorge Alcala, Ryan Harper, Hildenberger, Smeltzer, Stewart, Little, Thor- or Littell, Thorpe. All these guys are are coming up soon with the the September call ups. And he actually maps out a a potential uh, bullpen day rotation for okay. the day, if you will. He says, uh, so Gratterall, who was a starter throughout his career, says could begin the game pitching through the opposing lineup one time with his 100-mile-per-hour fastball. The second time through the order, the Twins could throw Hildenberger and Smeltzer, giving opposing hitters a completely different look and not allowing that lineup to face the same pitcher a second time. Hard throwers like Alcala and Trevor May could follow for the third time through the order. I think I'm out on Gratterall as an opener. Really? I, I need to see what he is first. Like, I, I think we have this perception in Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, that like this dude's going to come up, and because he's got triple digits on the gun, he's just going to be good. And I, I'm not sure yet. He's, he, I think he will be good someday. Like, you should be excited to have him in the organization. But... The concept of an opener is just a tip of the cap to the fact that the first inning is a super high leverage inning in a baseball game. You, you, you can't just throw who might be, what, is he going to be your fifth best reliever, your fourth? But like, if you're going to go opener, Taylor Rogers should start the game. For me, if Ruzar Gratterall comes up and proves himself, and he is but one you of your trusted Rogers options. as your opener and you get to a tight game in the eighth or ninth inning, now you've, you've burned that option. Perfectly fine. You wouldn't have gotten there without that. Like, Taylor Rogers helps you get to the finish line, whether he runs the first leg of the marathon or sure. the last. Yeah. If you're in a tight spot, then you figure it out with whoever you have left and your other trusted options. It's why it's nice to have Sergio Romo and Sam Dyson, right. Tyler Duffy kind of coming on of late. So I, I want to see Bruce R. Gratterall. I think we will see Bruce R. Gratterall in September, but I don't think that I'm trusting him right now. Is like he's, I'm not anointing him as the number two behind Taylor Rogers. Not, he, not quite yet. Is he like a situational guy, you think? Like, well, if, if you need like if you need an out in the sixth inning. Danny has talked about it before. Last week, I think it was on the Twins show, he brought it up. For 100-plus miles per hour that Gratterall throws up there, his strikeout numbers aren't necessarily on par with guys who usually right. throw that hard. I, yeah. don't, I don't know what that is. I don't know what, if it's the spin rate. I forgot what that metric that uh, that Glenn used a few weeks like ago. Like effective velocity is yeah, probably talking about. I, I don't know. What I'm sure Bruce Dargraderall's effective velocity is pretty high. If <laughs> he's hitting triple digits on a, on a legit gun, um, I think, to Danny's point, he's right. I think typically somebody with a big fastball and who's gotten – I've heard people rave about his slider in the past. Sure. I, tr- I checked with some scouts recently, who, but nobody's seen him. Nobody that I talked with, anyways, had seen him in the last couple of outings. So I don't want to just, I don't want to pass this off as as factual. But people have raved about his slider in the past, and of course he's got the big fastball. You'd think a guy like that should be dominating the Southern League, 
right? That's that's double A Pensacola hitters come in there. They shouldn't have a chance against him. Encouragingly, and for the record, it's not like he's not striking anybody out, but a batter per inning is not that sexy, right? With a guy with that kind of stuff, but he gets moved up to Triple A Rochester in part to test him and see, hey, what do you got against some of these hitters? And the other day, he recorded five outs, three of them on strikeouts. Like, this guy should be up in September. I'm not arguing against that. I would just push against this hope or optimism or belief that, hey, he's going to come in and be your best reliever and mow him down. David Price circa 2008, let's go. Right. That's, to me, a little bit aggressive before we see what he can do in the big leagues. Combining your idea and Jake's idea here, instead of going with a Devin Smeltzer with your plan to push the rotation back one day and use use the off days that you have in the last month or so of the season to give Jose Barrios and everybody else just that much more rest in between their yeah. outings, instead of going with the smelter, would you maybe go with a bullpen day? Whether it is how Jake lays it out or how you're thinking to, to go about things. I hate bullpen days. You do? I just hate them. Yeah. If it's in September, it's a different ball game because that's not affecting you for tomorrow's game now. But... One of my bullpen days in, in my pitching rest plan needs to be this Thursday against the White Sox for that to work, and Barrios then moves back. Boy, I would not trust going, you know, an inning apiece, two innings apiece. Hey, Zach Littell, can you get some outs? Randy Dobnak, can you go once through the order? I just wouldn't do that before the, the race is either A, the race with the Indians is out of reach, or B, you're into September and now you've got 50 arms on your Major League roster. You can do whatever you want then. That's perfectly fine. Manny, is that music in my headphones or coming from the skateboarders that's, across that's the street? That's our exit cue. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> it might be a little bit of both. <laughs> I legit was not sure. I was like... Did you skate, Ronnie? I hear some for like a week. Okay. Yeah. We could maybe go over to the half pipe and see if we could drop in. I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> Get an insurance policy signed first. It's not going to happen. Okay. That's fair. This has been the Score North First Place Twins Show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. Magic number 29 for Derek Wetmore. Manny Hill, I'm Rami Makloff. We'll talk to you again tomorrow at noon. I'm right back right after this for Score North Live, live from the Minnesota State Fair. Call it Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator Skin. Man, I love Operator Skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.